Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Dirty Devotional. Zach here. So excited to be able to spend a little bit of time with you today. Uh, Before we get started, I want to give a shout out um, to all of my Dirty Devotional family, um, which, listen, includes you, whether it's your first time it's your hundredth time listening. Uh, it doesn't matter. It, it just means so much to me that you take time to be a part of this. I love for those that are a part of our private group. We have a private community on Facebook. If you'd like to be a part of that, please, please, please check it out. It's so good. It's so legit. I love being able to get closer to my listeners, and I would love to get to a little bit closer to you, get to know you a little bit better. You can get to know me a little bit better. You can find that on Facebook. If you search Dirty Devotionals, uh, Dirty Family, you can find that private group, and you can also find it in the show notes. You can find a link to that. And so be sure um, to check that out, get connected, so that we can grow closer as a community. Listen, if you love these ideas, being seen, known, and loved, which if you listen to this, then you obviously do love it, then this is just another step in a direction where you can get more encouragement like that in your day-to-day routine. But listen, today we're going to be hopping back into 1 Samuel and talking a little bit about David post-killing um, Goliath. So this this monumental scene that we talked about last week where David takes out the giant Goliath has put David on the map. So we've talked, David was a shepherd, he was anointed to be king, and there was like a season, years of where he's just kind of in the background. He's continuing to be a shepherd, he's playing a harp for the king, uh, nothing really exciting is happening, and all of a sudden David puts himself in this position to represent, to stand up for God and stand up for Israel against this giant, and David wins, despite all odds David does. And so now David is a little bit of a public figure. Uh, he wasn't at one point, now he is. And people are talking, they're like, hey, who's this David kid that took out Goliath? He he must be pretty, you know, he must be pretty badass if he's like taking out this dude and he no one even knows him. He did it with a sling, not even a sword. And David now has been asked to stay with Saul and is getting closer and closer to Saul. And to the point where Saul doesn't no longer lets David return home, David is now living entirely at the palace. Now, Saul has a son named Jonathan. And Jonathan, what we find out in in 1 Samuel chapter 18 is that Jonathan like connects with David in a very, very deep level. Uh, It says at the very beginning that they are one in spirit. And I love that. It's actually mentioned in the New Testament and it's pulled from this. And and Jonathan is like connected. And we see this really cool thing happen. I want to talk about it because I think it's important for us to get it. Is in verse four, it says, Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David along with his tunic and his sword, his bow and his belt. And I want to talk a little bit about that because these are really close friends. And David has been anointed to become the king. And the thing that's really interesting about this whole dynamic of their friendship is that technically Jonathan is the heir to the throne. That Saul was the king, Jonathan is the firstborn, and Jonathan has every right to take the seat that David is going to take. Now, somehow Jonathan is is secure enough in himself and secure enough about what's happening around him to be able to meet David, to understand how great David is and the calling that's been put on David's life, and to be able to not only become a friend with him, but willingly hand over 
the items that basically he's saying, hey, I'm handing over this position that I technically have from birth. I'm giving it to you because it has been given to you by God. And it's a really cool thing. And I was reading this and I couldn't help but think in my life, who are the people that have been like a Jonathan to me? Because here's the thing is most of the time, the people we meet, we they're not good. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they're looking out for number one. But sometimes in our life, we come across people who are, are ride or die. They're with us through thick or thin. Um, they have our back. And I wanted to talk a little bit about that, about what that person is um, and what they are, what they should be to you. The first thing that person is, is they are with you even when you can't reciprocate it. So obviously in this situation, Jonathan is saying, David, I'm with you, and basically hands over his rights to him. Um, even though David can't reciprocate that, David can't be like, hey, I'm, you're, you, you're going to let me be king, I'm also going to let you be king. There's this humility in Jonathan where he says, hey, David, I know that you've been, you need this, and this is what's next for you, so I'm going to do everything in my power to help you get it. Now, if you listen to me, if you're listening to this, you have friends or maybe you're this person that struggles and there are seasons of life where you just, you, you, you're, you're empty. You can't give anything. You can't pour out. You can't help. Um, all you can do is receive help. And for a lot of us, it's really difficult. It's really tough to be the one just be, that's uh, receiving things from people, especially when we're so used to just giving things away. Um, I want you to know it's okay to have seasons where people are just helping you, where people like this Jonathan to David, whoever that is to you, that they're just going to have, they're going to lean in and they're going to love you and they're going to care about you and you don't have to do anything in return in that season. It's important that you have that. You know you have the wrong person that it's not a Jonathan in your life when every time things get difficult, they try to fight to put the spotlight back on them. And so you're like, I'm really struggling. And they say, well, I'm really struggling too. And then they try to one-up you. You need that person in your life that's going to say, hey, I'm sorry that you're struggling. I hear you, I see you, and I love you. I'm, I'm here for you. And they're just going to be there to help you. And so they, it's someone who's going to be with you even when you can't reciprocate it in that season. The second thing is equally as important and is really tough to find is that is finding someone that's for you even when you surpass them. So listen, everybody wants to be your friend until you start doing great things. And the moment you start doing great things, those people become a little insecure in themselves. They come a little bit um, critical of you and they will start questioning things and holding you out of difference. Sometimes they will pull you down. Um, if you don't know this, it's way easier to pull someone down than it is to pull someone up. And if you have friends that are close in your inner circle who every time you go to do great things and better yourself, they pull you down, it's time to remove them out of that circle doesn't mean you don't love them. It doesn't mean you don't care them. But you need people who are going to be for you even when you better yourself. Um, even when you choose to be choose a healthier lifestyle, to remove yourself from drama or toxicity, um, to, to move on to a new career, you need those people in your life that are going to say, hey, I support you because I love you, not because of what you do, but because of who you are. And it's really important to be able to navigate the differences in that and to be able to, first, to know that someone loves you, not because of what you do with them, like if you go party or you participate in drama with them, or maybe you go drink or there's, there's an unhealthy behavior in there. Um, but the moment you no longer do those things and you try to do something better, they're like, hold up, you changed the game. We can't be that anymore. I want you to know that it's okay for them to feel that way, but that doesn't mean you have to stay. Listen, it's okay to be greater. It's okay to better yourself. If people can't be for you when you surpass them and when you try to better yourself and surpass who you are today, they're not the right people to be in your inner circle. They're not your Jonathans. And so many of us, we get stuck in these unhealthy seasons and these unhealthy behaviors simply because we have an unhealthy person who's continuing to pull us down and we give access to. 
I want to challenge you today to figure out one thing. Who is that Jonathan in your life? Who is the person that's your ride or die? The person that's going to be with you even when you can't help reciprocate it. The person that's going to be for you even when you even when you surpass them. Who is that? Send them some love today. Man, shoot them a text. Give them a call. Let them know how much you love them and appreciate them because they need to know and they need to be celebrated. Second thing is this, as you think about it, if you realize that maybe the wrong per- wrong person or the wrong people are in that circle, maybe now's the time to push them out. Maybe now's the time to create some distance so that you can continue to be better. Listen, sometimes people come in our lives just for a season, and that's okay. It's tough, but it's true. But along the way, you find people that are with you for a lifetime, and those are the ones that's worth fighting for. Those are why we continue to better ourselves. That's why we continue to push forward, because that we are going to find them in the future, and we want to be ready for them. Let me pray for you. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this conversation. Lord, help us um, have a Jonathan in our life. Some of us, we have one. Some of us, we have multiple. Some of us, we have none. Uh, Lord, if we don't have any, help us find that person that is with us and for us, uh, even when it's inconvenient and difficult. Lord, the other side of that is, Lord, help us identify, um, Lord, the people who are in our inner circle that are toxic to us. Uh, Lord, it's it's not helpful. It's not good for us or for them. So I ask that you help us take the bold step to create space. Um, Lord, that you would fill the gap of loneliness that comes with that. But Lord, that you would send the right people or put the right people in our circle so that we can continue to grow. Lord, we love you and we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.